Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Hi, Will Bond. We are up in the attic for what is our official draft preview. Not that we know anything, but we'll start with this. You're always yelling at me that I care too much about quarterbacks and don't spend enough time on defensive players. So I will ask you this. I'll cut to the chase to use a pun. Do you think that down the road, Chase Young will become more valuable than Joe Burrow? Well, Tony, he certainly could be that. I mean, suppose he turns into a great defensive player. You got a pass rusher. You got somebody who also is so athletic that people project he can be involved in coverage, sort of a, a new age player when it comes to pass rushing. You don't just line him up in one spot. And if Chase Young is all that, right, and uh, Mr. Burrow is just adequate at quarterback, he could be more valuable down the road. We've seen, you know, defensive – we've seen pass rushers, Richard Dent comes to mind, of course, for me, be MVP of the Super Bowl. So, yes, Chase Young could be that. Are the odds with him? Probably not. So I think you need to have a great pass rusher, and I think you need to have a great quarterback. And I think the way the rules are written now, if both are great, the great quarterback, I believe, is a little bit more important. I think Chase Young could have more impact in the first year than Joe Burrow, and maybe down the road Joe Burrow would have more impact down the road. I mean, to me, it's like, let's look at the best player. Let's look at Lawrence Taylor and Joe Montana. If you're asking me who would I rather take, I would rather, as great as Lawrence Taylor is, I would rather have Joe Montana. I just think that a quarterback is more impactful over the course of a career, and, and, and maybe you don't think that. If he's really good. If he's, you, you gotta forgive me, Tone. I'm from a circumstance in Chicago where no quarterback has ever been as valuable as about two dozen great defensive players. So, you know, it depends on what your point of view is. But I I generally agree with you. And if Burrow is what people think he is and projected to be, if he fulfills any of that, he should be more valuable than even a great, great Hall of Fame defensive player. But it ain't automatic. My hesitation in this particular question is only this, that everybody you talk to says Chase Young is the best player in the entire draft. So, you know, that to me gives him a chance to be the best player in football. And, and again, the impact of a pass rusher is felt more immediately as a rookie than the impact of a quarterback as a rookie, which we know. Agreed. So. Agreed. Absolutely. Tone, let's go to Tua. We've said that sentence a lot over the last, what, month or so? Let's go to Tua. We've been talking about Tua and whether he's going to go second, whether he's going to go fifth, whether he's going to drop, what his health situation is. All right, it's time to get to it. You got to make a call here. Does Tua, in the draft, go top five or not? So, like, honestly, as well as you, I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) (laughs) What you keep hearing from everybody you talk to is that the Miami Dolphins are going to take Justin Herbert. And so the Chargers are not going to have to move up. Even if they want somebody, the Chargers in six won't have to move up. So that would mean the two would fall out of the top five. I will just say this. The thing that I am rooting for is the two drops and he drops and he drops. 
And Bill Belichick makes a deal, I believe, at number 13 <laughs> with San Francisco. And he takes Tua. And the reason he takes Tua is because Bill Belichick is closer with Nick Saban than anybody is. They're boys. And he could call Saban to do due diligence on Tua. And if Saban says, you got to take him, then you take him. And that becomes the most fascinating aspect of the draft. But again... I have no idea where he's going to go. That would be. I have no idea either. But I, I, I think he'll wind up going top five because I don't believe the Dolphins and Herbert. I just don't believe that. They got these three picks in the first round, Tony. I realize they could, you know, they could trade down. They could think this is the draft. They could stock their team, and they may not wind up actually making a selection at number five. But I'm going to go with them selecting at number five and taking Tua because they do have these two other picks, and it's not – the reach for them in terms of Tua's health, that it might be for a team that has only one first-round pick and finds that just too risky. So I think the Dolphins will wind up taking them fifth. I agree with you. The Belichick scenario is so irresistible. That's why I think it can't happen. So here's the thing. The, the key word here is brittle. If you feel he's brittle and he's always going to break bones, you don't take him. But if it turns out that he broke some bones as a younger man in college and he's not going to keep breaking them and he becomes the great player because nobody says that Justin Herbert is going to be a great player. And they do say that about Tua. And that honestly, Mike, that's what I'm looking for, that five years you're going to smash your head into a wall because you didn't take him. We continue with this of all the debates about this year's quarterbacks, Mike, there is no debate about next year's quarterback. Trevor Lawrence of Clemson is allegedly dead solid perfect. He's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he's got a huge arm, and it leads me to this question. Would you tank for Trevor Lawrence? You know how much I love Trevor Lawrence. You you know. You know this. I yes. mean, I, I, yes. I would have picked Trevor Lawrence over anybody in college football this past season going into this season, even going into the playoff, and the answer is no. I mean, this is not the NBA. This is not a situation where and, – and, and, and there are plenty of times when people pick somebody one in the NBA and he doesn't wind up being a Hall of Famer. But if you're going to tank, Tony, it better be a Hall of Fame player. And I don't know that I'm going to project Trevor Lawrence to be LeBron James. I don't know that I'm going that far or Akeem Olajuwon. You have to win multiple championships to me to justify tanking. And if you're already bad, maybe that's the exception, a really bad team. You don't have to go far. You don't really have to tank. You just have to be who you are. But I'm not, I'm not tanking. I'm not tanking a season in the NFL to choose anybody. I'm just going to go over a couple of ground rules here. The NFL is not the NBA in this regard. If you finish last, you pick first. There's no lottery. There's that's no right. ping pong balls. You earn the right to pick first. And if you believe that Trevor Lawrence is Peyton Manning or is John Elway, guys who are transcendent quarterbacks, if you believe that, I think you do tank for this kid. Man. LeBron James is, is, is a good example. Everybody saw LeBron James. Everybody saw Kareem. Okay? If you can get somebody like that, and I think LeBron, I don't think it's Zion because Zion has a propensity to get hurt. He could be Tua. But if you think Trevor Lawrence is that good, by all means, tank for him, and I'm surprised you wouldn't do it. Yeah, Tony, I, there's, there's too many variables in football that you don't have in this model. We're talking about NBA and tanking and the two places where you look at these sorts of things. And the other number one picks that, I, you know, people 
have tanked for, apparently. David Robinson, there was certainly plenty of conversation around that. And David Robinson got multiple NBA championships and was a truly all-time with great Tim player. Duncan. With, with Tim, Tim Duncan. Duncan. With, with Tim Duncan. Right. But, but David Robinson was the best player on that first team. And he's the guy that turned the fortunes of the San Antonio Spurs, David Robinson. If you tanked for him, you were fine. But I don't know, Tony. There's so many factors. A, a, a player in the NBA is so disproportionately um, responsible for that team's fortunes. In the NFL, I realize quarterback is that guy, usually, if you're going to have it. But, man, there's so many other variables, Tone. As much as I love Trevor Lawrence, I don't know that I'd tank for him. I'll just um, come back with one small thing. In the okay. NBA, you're drafting kids often who are 18 or 19 years old. They are not physically mature in the way that football players are, and you haven't seen them as long. So that that's one of the reasons I would tank. Yeah. But, you know. A good point. They've been in three years. They're physically more ready to go. You've seen them for a while. Yep. Tony, yep. in general, yep. let's broaden this out for a second. Does the NFL draft feel like a sporting event of greater significance now, this year? And you know what context I'm talking about. Absolutely. It's live. It's about sports. It has an impact. If and when they play this season, it has an immediate impact. This is a huge deal to me. The WNBA draft the other day got the highest ratings it's ever had. And so many, many more people pay attention to the NFL. I, I just, I, I believe this, Mike. I know it's virtual. I know the hoopla won't be there. But I believe there's a starving public out there that will watch this and embrace it. I do. I'm told, there's no question about that. That's not enough. You just stated fact. Um, and the notion that it's virtual, therefore, it's, the draft is a TV show. We know this because ESPN put it on television and the late great commissioner Pete Rozelle said, what? You want to televise this? And he, he laughed because he didn't believe anybody want to televise it. It's a TV show. That's what the draft is. And so, yes, it's an elevated television show. But at this point in time where people are starved for anything new and seemingly live, if we want to use that word like it is an event, because it's an yeah. event, then, you know, Tony, I... I don't watch the draft. I mean, I like to watch some of the lead up to it, but I don't watch the draft. I'm going to watch more of the draft this year than I usually do. I don't know who the people look. I, I'm a college football season ticket holder. I go to and watch, therefore consume more college football than just about anybody on the planet who's not working in the industry of college football. And after we get past about 15, I'm not going to know who these kids are automatically. But I'm still going to watch. And because we all are looking for something to hang on to, yes, it's, yeah. it's got more significance, I think, than it ever has. Yeah, this is not this is not a staged game of horse. This is something that right. has immediate right. impact on this coming season. And, and let me just say this, and I know I speak for you when I say it, that the drafts in every sport are about hope. Hope springs eternal in drafts, the best day of the year. Look who we got. This year especially, people want hope. Everybody talks about when this sport will resume and when that sport will resume and where it's going to be, and nobody knows. So if you can get something that gives the culture hope, particularly about sports, that's a good thing, and it's actually important. Tony, that's a great last word to end this segment on. 